Hey there, phenomenal creators. This is Jason with the Phenomenal Future Podcast. Today, question for you. What are the three types of fans that you can have for your creations? So the dilemma is this. How are artists and creators like us, who are never taught the complexities and insider knowledge of the entertainment and arts distribution business, who take all the risks while the middlemen reap the lion's share of rewards? How do we take control of our artistic destiny, grow an audience of raving diehard fans, and manifest financial freedom for ourselves and our families, and yet still have time and energy to consistently release culturally meaningful creations? That is the quandary, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jason Brenizer, and welcome to Your Phenomenal Future. Welcome back. This is Jason with the Phenomenal Future Podcast. So happy to have you here. I am doing what I do. I'm driving in the car, and I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd give you a, a little bit of info, a little bit of insight on the three types of fans that you can have as a creator. Now, when I say fans, uh, you know, if you're a musician, obviously fan is a word that everybody knows. If you're a fine artist, uh, you know, maybe maybe they're not called fans. Maybe they're called collectors. Um, if we're talking about uh, uh, maybe you're a novelist and uh, are they fans? Maybe, maybe. Are they also customers, clients, readers, there are words, lots of different words for lots of different types of creators out there. But what we're talking about essentially is what they use in the marketing world. It's called traffic. Where does your traffic come from? How do you get people to know about the things that you're creating? And uh, there are three different groups. I'm going to go back to the fans term. So the first one are fans that you earn fans that you earn, they probably don't know about you yet, or very limited. They're not big time followers. They they may be brand new, but we're going to consider them fans anyway, because they just don't know that they're going to love you yet. Now, how do you earn them? This is hard work, uh, but uh, it's also it doesn't cost you anything other than time. It's now time's important, obviously, but you know, if, if you've got more time than cash, um, this is uh, the place you'd want to start. So let's say you, um, you're a musician and it would be nice for you to have a couple of things for people to discover you. Number one, a website's always good and it may have um, some links to SoundCloud versions of songs and things like that. It may have YouTube links and all of that. And it kind of indoctrinates, well, that's a, that's a heavy word. It introduces people to you, what you stand for, what, why you do the art that you do. It's helped them understand not just the things that you create, but a bit of your personality. You're trying to create a relationship here. Um, but when they don't know too much about you, you've got to give them some information that maybe your other types of fans already have and that they resonate with. So this is really, you know, we have infinite uh, possibilities out there of, of what we can interact with and limited bandwidth. So it's your job to help them understand why they want to join your tribe, why they want to become your fans. So you could do that through your website, but, you know, someone would have to know to search for your website uh, to find you. So it's kind of a catch-22 there. Another thing you can do is 
let's say you have a Facebook profile and you have a Facebook page for the music that you create. Um, so you would want to post content on your Facebook page, but also you would want to join other groups on Facebook of like-minded individuals where you, the types of people who would love to become your fans would hang out and interact. So um, you would be posting on those sites, helping people with information, uh, introducing people to different musicians, different artists, things like that, that might be similar to yours. Um, and every once in a great while, dropping some information about something that you've created that they could get. Uh, you want to be really soft on that. Uh, you want it to be heavily heavy on content and value and light on um, pushing an offer, especially with new people. Okay, so what do we say? We said uh, your website, uh, Facebook page, Facebook groups, possibly YouTube um, channel for you to put up content. That's always a great way for people to find you. Certainly making sure that you put awesome uh, keywords in your headlines and in your descriptions so that when people are doing searches on YouTube, they're going to find you organically. So let's say you um, maybe in your band, you have a cello player that's prominent. Well, if you had that information in 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 the uh, uh, in the in the video that you have posted on one song that's particularly focused on that cello player, make sure you type cello in the headline. Make sure you type cello in in the uh, in the description, and that will help people who are looking for cello and rock music uh, to find you. It's really important that you know about these key words when you're trying to earn your traffic. Um, you want to get discovered as much as possible, so you need to cover as much ground so that when people are doing other searches, they stumble upon you. That's how they stumble upon you. Very important. Um, and I'll say this, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world after Google as far as how many people it reaches and how many people are using it on a daily basis. Uh, of course, it's owned by Google, so Google owns number one and two. Those are the places where you definitely need to be showing up. Um, now, Google itself can cost a lot of money for you to show up. It takes a lot more effort. So YouTube is really low-hanging fruit for you. And as an artist, uh, let's say a, a fine artist, you're, you are, uh, you're a painter. Well, YouTube is a perfect place for you to have a channel. You can let people see your process. If it takes you, I don't know, five days to make a painting, if it takes you a month to make a painting, well, record bits of video through the process. Let them know how you're mixing your paints or what brand of paint you use. Let them know um, your, your, your thought process of how do you choose a subject, how a project morphs from your initial thought to the final product. Um, but yeah, even just seeing a time-lapse video of you creating something is extremely valuable for people. They understand on a deep level the the, the um, you know blood, sweat, and tears that you put into your art. Uh, that's that's going to uh, really help people, especially in the art world uh, where people are are you know uh, 
uh, I won't say consuming art, but but participating in the art that you create. Um, it it's something that they usually purchase in many ways. Yes, to have that beautiful interaction with something on a daily basis, whether that's music or or a piece of uh, fine art on their wall, but it's also it's a signal to other people uh, who you are. And, you know, just like the clothes we wear and the jobs we choose, the other things that we keep around us are signals as to what's important to us and what we value in life. So the more content you can create, the more people will engage with that your values and also prize what it is that you are creating. So that's traffic you earn. We can go a lot deeper into that um, elsewhere, but let's move on to the next type of traffic or fan, and that is the ones you control. I know these marketing people use really strong words, so if you are having an uh, emotional response to these kinds of things I'm saying, let's just set that aside for now and really get the gist of what I'm saying, and we can choose better words later that don't make you feel icky if that's what's going on right now with you. So, so traffic or fans that you control, uh, this is where a little bit of money comes in. So a perfect example of this would be putting up a Facebook ad for an event that you're going to have, whether that's a, um, a musical show that you're going to have when you're in Austin, Texas, uh, coming up. You can actually do ads and target very specific individuals on a Facebook ad to be in the right age group, to be in the right location, um, dem- uh, the uh, you know, Interests. You can actually pick different interests that people have, uh, whether they've joined groups and things like that, that align with what it is that you do. So let's say, uh, let's say you're you do EDM music. Um, well, that's you're going to find people that are definitely liking those kinds of things and interacting with those groups. Um, so Facebook allows you to get an ad directly to the people that you think best will resonate with the the works and the performances and events that you have. That's one example. Um, Other examples of of control, I mean, different types of ads in different places, you know, um, online are so much more powerful than blanket ads used to be on for, for products on TV or newspapers, magazines, that kind of thing. You never knew who you were going to get in front of. So this is a rather massive opportunity for you. Um, there are other ways to to earn, uh, sorry, to control that. Um, let's say you, let's say you're a musician and you get to, to be an opening act for a band that, that you love that your fans would love or that their fans would love you. Uh, working really hard to to get that gig is kind of getting in front of people that you, you control. You're getting in front of the right people. They're not having to stumble upon you. You have done some work to, uh, to get you in front of the right people. That's, that's, that's an example. Um, certainly going through a... Uh, if you're a fine artist and you get a show at a gallery, well, the gallery uh, definitely has a list of people that they're constantly interacting with who have maybe purchased from them before or come to a show before, and they're a 
a, uh, a definitely a warm audience. They're very aware. They're already buyers. You know, they've been they've proven themselves to love art, and so here you would be not necessarily spending money, but you would be giving money to a middleman here, the gallery owner, for getting you in front of very warm or even hot um, collectors, people who would be very much interested in purchasing work. Uh, they would naturally take a cut of those sales. Um, and that's worth something. It ab absolutely is worth something. Uh, sometimes they, they take advantage of new artists and, and they may say, oh, we get 80% of, of a sale and you only get 20%. Um, I suppose if you got into an amazing gallery that could command extremely high prices and really blow your career up, you know, in that case, maybe that's worth it. Uh, but over time, you certainly want to, wouldn't want to be dealing with that kind of um, split since you've done all the hard work. But that's, those are examples of, of uh, an audience or fans that you control. But the most important is the third. This is, this is where you want to eventually move these people from earn and control into an audience or fans or collectors that you own. Yes, we're getting into sticky marketing terms again that, uh, that might make you feel gross. You don't want to own your clients. Uh, it sounds aggressive, all those kinds of things. Again, let's throw aside that emotion and let's really, really focus on what the deal is here. These are people who have probably purchased from you before, have, have you know, come to your shows, uh, purchased your art, read your works, watched your videos. Um, these are people who have signed up to be a part of your tribe, your raving fans. These are people who you have contact information for, often in an email. Emails are still super important. They're the best, still, the best way to interact with people when you have another thing to offer. Let them know about that's coming out. A new movie, uh, a new album, uh, a new series of paintings, uh, a new novel in your latest series. All, all, all very important to get in front of people that really want to know when you have things um, uh, ready to go because they're going to be your first purchasers and they're going to be the people who are out there, um, you know, on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, on all these different places, helping other people learn about your, your work. These raving fans are like your own sales force or your own, um, what do they call it? And I think novelists have started calling it their street team, which has to come from some sort of uh, music, I would think. Anyway, we can look that up later. But uh, yeah, this traffic or audience that you own, these raving fans, you, you may need to make sure that over time you've been collecting contact information so that you can, you can send out a blanket email to everybody when the new album is going to launch. And maybe you do five or six emails to kind of lead them up to that process. You know, get them, get them excited about it over the course of a couple of months or, or however long that, that is. Uh, they want to know. They've given you their contact information, so it's important for you to keep them informed about what's going on in your world. 
and uh, maybe just what you're thinking maybe just what you're up to it maybe introducing them to again other artists and things like that you know you want to provide them value too but it's more of a shorthand because they're already there they're they're on board they're on your tribe so that's that's the deal here um Hopefully this isn't too rambling. I have been driving while we've been doing this and swerving through traffic and, and avoiding uh, getting uh, getting myself hurt and, and hurting other people. So I hope uh, I hope I've given you some some uh, interesting things to think about here. Um, you know, just making your art in a vacuum is not good enough. You need people to know that it it exists and where they can get it, how they can get it how they can participate with you and your creations uh, and how you can make their lives better, maybe even giving them a little bit of transformation along the way. Wouldn't that be amazing? So to reiterate, to summarize, the three types of traffic, the three types of audiences that uh, you can interact with, uh, the ones you earn by your hard work, the ones you control by money and hard work, and the ones you own. As always, thank you for listening to the Phenomenal Future podcast, where we will be every week offering insights and inspiration to creators all around the world to help them grow their audiences, to help them make the kind of art that they believe in, and take control of their finances and wealth, and not not let the middlemen take all of that money. We want you to create the art that makes you feel phenomenal. You are a phenom, a phenom artist, creator, maker, musician, painter, sculptor, writer, storyteller, but most of all, you are a phenomenal human being because I know you conquer fear. You defy age and bridge divides. You connect hearts and bring joy. You grow with purpose to heal your community and you embrace who all of us are becoming. Please subscribe to this podcast or channel to accelerate your success. And please share this episode with three friends who you know deserve a phenomenal future just like you.